Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. During the 1700s, Thousands of French settlers were expelled from the northeastern region of North America and were forced to return to France or resettle in various other areas. One of the most popular destinations was the then Spanish colony of Louisiana. Over the following century, these recently arrived French and the area's Native American cultures blended into what we now call Cajuns. Although, bloodlines and customs were not the only thing that ended up mixing together. Legends of a shape-shifting terror also took form from the shared beliefs of both groups. An unholy beast that stalks the swamps and bayous with an uncontrollable thirst for blood. The creature has many supposed beginnings, a witch's curse, the soul of an unbaptized child given to the swamps to be raised by alligators, the origins of the beast are as murky as the waters of the bayous themselves. This case file joined the theorists as they laissez les bon temps rouler in their search for the Rougarou. And welcome to an AM edition of Alien Theorist Theorizing. I'm Sleepy B. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. I'm not sure I'm awake yet. <laughs> um, it's not that early, but it's not that early, but it's a odd one for us. This is the first time we've ever done an official K- case file in the morning. I haven't had one beer. Not yeah, even. No, one beer. Not one. We're just sip. on the. We're on the caffeine. Um. It was a good plan to do the case file at the end of a weekend of just drinking early in the morning with the fatigue fully set in. Uh, this was a good plan all around. I'm glad I came up with this. Uh, I feel like it's going to be our best case file ever. It was our impromptu pod weekend. We didn't plan nothing and we just drank and played five hours of D&D. Yeah. <laughs> Very um, productive. It was, it was good. Um, what are we talking about today? What are we even doing here? Rougarou. 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 I honestly, when I first heard this, 
just by name, Rougarou, I was like, oh, we're talking about some, are we getting Byron on? Because we're talking about some like I thought Australian, sure. some Australian monster. And they're like, no, it's in the States. And I'm like, yeah, but it's called Rougarou. And they're like, and it's French. I'm like, what? Who named this? <laughs> Sounds like Scooby-Doo named it. Yeah. Rougarou. <laughs> Well, the Rougarou uh, is actually like a portmanteau, I believe. It's just like a changing of the name of Loup Garou, which is French for werewolf. Uh, this creature is a uh, a pretty solid staple of uh, Cajun and Creole folklore. Uh, oh, it yes. It comes oh, yes, out oh, of yes. the uh, mostly, actually mostly Cajun communities down there. Uh, it's it's really based around it's really just a Cajun werewolf is what it is Cajun werewolf I like yeah. that it's just polite it's polite it's got some manners little higher taste for the fine things <laughs> it's a little suave you know a little suave <laughs> laid back maybe maybe has a deck of glowing uh, playing cards that it can throw and explode yeah this September temperature is giving me the horribles <laughs> As he dabs his, as he dabs his fur with a a white terra cloth. Uh, so the Rougarou is also kind of referred to as like the Cajun boogeyman, and we've talked about this before uh, during our boogeyman episode. Uh, that it's kind of a lot of the legend and folklore that surrounds it is like cautionary tales or ways to kind of keep people or mostly children in line. Uh, one of the ways that it was purported for you to become a Rougarou was if you were a Christian who didn't observe Lent for seven like years in a row. Catholic Christian. No, because Catholic. Catholics observe I mean, Lent. Uh, what is Lent anyway? It's with the shit in the dryer. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't how, clean your dryer. How, how could I forget? In seven years. And it doesn't catch fire, you turn into a loop. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the point. It doesn't catch fire. That's how you know if you're uh, visiting the home of a Rougarou. So always check yeah. their dryer, their lint yeah, trap. That's why you always clean the lint trap. Uh, it, it's That's where you give up something for 40 days, right? Right. It's usually yeah. traditionally like a, a time of fasting. It's very, it's very similar to Ramadan. Like it's just like it's a lot right. of fasting and giving up something or or giving up a comfort of some sort most people that's how people serve this is the loosest curse of all time because catholics <laughs> must even know this is bullshit this lent because they're like listen you got to do it at least once within seven years or you'll be cursed but you know you the other times you don't have to do it just you've got to do it you've got to observe lent at least once in seven years because they're like I, i'm not doing this shit every year <laughs> like, right <laughs> once in seven or you get cursed uh, some versions of the myth, uh, involve witches and that witches are able to curse a person to become a Rougarou and this spell remains in place for like 101 years is the, the number that I came across the most. And, uh, it is only transferred to another person. So transferred and given, I guess it's, it's something that you give to the, the next person becomes a Rougarou after they draw another human's blood. Wait, I th I thought it was 101 days, but yeah, it's 101 it was, years. No, I thought it was 101. Oh, sorry, days 101 days. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude, sorry. magic! It's, you're trapped as a Rougarou for 101 years. But it's it doesn't sound that like honestly, it's not like a werewolf. Where it's like it doesn't, by all accounts, it doesn't really sound like you're 
out of control like a werewolf where it's like you're just like run everyone i'm changing it's like every night you're just like you like take off your top hat and just like slowly morph and you're like whoo i'm a wolf now for like the next 12 hours would you look at this (laughs) i've suddenly become the big ragu (laughs) guess i'm gonna go outside and get me some blood (laughs) (laughs) can't beat that one yeah i imagine you're uh you're it would seem to be you want to stay out of the way of any uh noticeably hairy men uh, wearing uh, silk cravats and velvet jackets at night. <laughs> well, that, probably, you, that I, might also <laughs> identify a person as a rude crew. There's like, I like from the just a quick side tale of this because I'm like, it sounds like in some of the tales, like the Rugurus can speak um, and talk with people. And like, like you said, Dan, like a way for the curse to get passed on and the person cured is if that person in Ruguru is cut with a knife or cut with a, you know, a silver blade. And then that person will turn back into a human. And the person who cut them now holds the curse of a Ruguru. And if they tell anyone about it for the next year and a day, they will, the curse will be happen upon, like they will then take the form of the Ruguru. So like, I was like, what the, f- what the fuck is, you've got these. F- Why kill the Ruguru? You got suave ass beasts walking around the swamps being like, I dare you to cut me. Why don't you just yeah. try it? <laughs> I So I read, there's that one. And I also read one that if it just looks at you, it could pass the curse to you. Just with a side eye? J- just, a, <laughs> just a quick glance. At, if you make eye contact with a Ruguru, it can pass its curse. Why I never. So if you want to avoid becoming a Ruguru, one of the most common ways to keep a Ruguru out of your domicile, apparently, is that you need to place 13 objects. Uh, people mentioned pennies specifically, but also rocks and other types of like mundane objects were referred to. Because apparently when you become a Ruguru, you lose the ability to count, count. past 13 <laughs> or past 12. <laughs> this is the I don't understand. Like when I was reading this, I was like, who wrote that? Who came up with that part of the myth? It doesn't make any sense to me. You got this suave-ass Cajun werewolf walking around and he's like, oh my God, is that 12 pennies I see there? One, <laughs> two, three, four. Is the Ruguru have, also five, have like six, OCD? Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12. Oh, there's another. What comes next? <laughs> Now that just happens to be mighty confusing. (laughs) Let me (laughs) let me restart here for a moment. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Something's wrong here. Oh my lord! I seem to have found myself in quite the predicament. So wait, they have. Let me start again. One. (laughs) Okay, the rest of the podcast is going to be a brain (laughs) attempting to count to thirteen. Can't do it, Rugaru. So they have OCD. Brayden can't do it either, apparently. So we you know that Brayden's also might be a. Rude. That's how I. That's why I keep Brayden busy when I'm setting Strike up. Strike one, Brayden. I keep Brayden busy by setting up by just placing thirteen objects on the table. Yeah, and I'm like, huh? What? My oh my! Like I didn't. I don't understand that. I'm like, he just gets. He's got OCD that he's got to count. He's like, if Every I see time. anything bunched together, I need to count. We talked about this on like vampires. We talked about oh. that uh, in vampire folklore where they do have some type of or their their behavior is marked by some type of OCD where if you throw out uh, objects, yeah. whether it's grains of rice, uh, it could be you know coins or things like that. If you throw them out or what was the other one they 
seeds or something See. like that. If you throw it out in front of them, they have they feel compelled to sit down and count all of them. <laughs> of course, vam- vampires apparently are superior to Rougarous and they can count all of them, <laughs> but they can get past thirteen. But Rougarous, so I mean, I don't know. Nice. They can't get so past, count past thirteen. I get I get to twenty one and I lose what's, it. What's the? Uh, but here's my question, Dan. So say Sam, I'm a very skeptical, like I'm a very scared person. I'm concerned about a ruru. So I'm gonna have 13, 13 pennies in my pocket, all times, at all times, ready to just wah, the old just penny jingling throw. everywhere yeah. you go. Uh, so you know, at night I'm walking down, you know, in the back in the swamps as I do. <laughs> Like often, often strike two, Braden, <laughs> wandering swamps and can't count past thirteen. <laughs> and uh, I happen upon this half wolf uh, man who's like, "I dare you to cut me," and I'm like, "Ah!" I reach my pocket in the in the panic of seeing this thing. I just grab for the thirteen pennies. I grab eleven and I throw them. You're fucked. Does he just look at me and go, "That's eleven, motherfucker. You're done." <laughs> or can I still have- change? Yeah. Ah! What? I, I think if you it's can like chuck the, dust. if you can chuck the remaining two before he counts to eleven, you're good. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I got you. I got yeah. you now. I mean, why not just have a whole bunch in your pocket through like forty? I'm gonna have to bring back the cargo shorts. I'm walking around fully loaded. <laughs> <laughs> just this spray. Twenty dollars worth of change. pennies in your fucking yeah, pants. Yeah, man. Mm. That's great. But if you think 13's gonna fuck him, throw 50. <laughs> Guy's gonna be there for six years. Mow, mow. I've never. So traditionally, uh, you know, I mentioned that this is a, uh, the evolution of this myth seems to originate from like 16th century France, where the loop guru, a werewolf, uh, was usually blamed for everything, apparently. Uh, you could blame it's like, well, uh, meat spoiled at night. Oh. Luke Guru did it. Up, oh, somebody stole something. Luke Guru did it. Got the herpes. Luke Guru did it. Like it's just, it was kind of their form of, uh, you know, just witches uh, at some point. So now you don't really have a lot of confirmed sightings of Rougarous. Like it's it's mostly about people saying like I saw something. It could have been the Rougarou. Right. It just seems to be an, an explanation for something that is unknown or that you don't know what you saw deep in the swamps of Louisiana. You see, yeah, um, you, you've seen something with dark fur in the bushes moving. It's fucking Rougarou. That's a Rougarou. Gotta be. Gotta be. Goddamn Rougarou. Um, one of the most, one of the kind of, I guess you could put it in the category of photographic evidence uh, is what is known apparently as the um deritter roadkill yep. photo yep and the deritter roadkill fellow is uh, was taken by barbara mullins uh sometime in 1996 and people have claimed that this body or this carcass that was found on the side of the road uh that is seemingly unidentifiable uh is is a body of a rougarou so when you take when you take a look at it let's pull it up here i'm pulling it up here and you're watching the live stream Oh, God damn. So those of you who aren't watching the live stream, uh, the picture is just like it. I mean, it's roadkill. It's a lump of fur on the side of the road. (laughs) And it's tiny. Like, it's not it's not big. Well, well, there's nothing in the picture to kind of compare it. There's no size compare. There's nothing in there for size. Well, there's grass, right? There's like grass. So you can see that. But my thing is, I'm like, as I'm looking at that, I'm like, 
is that what you turn into? Is that if that's a Ruguru, you turn into this little short? So now when I was thinking of this like hulking beast coming at me, being like, cut me, you've got this cute little cuddly thing that comes out wearing a little top hat and a hat, and he's like, Well, good evening, sir. It's nice to see you. And you're like, Who said that? You look down, it's just this, this tiny, tiny little <laughs> tiny little dog. Yeah, so if you're watching the live stream, we got it up. It's uh it looks like a giant rodent. Yeah. On the side of the road, but you can't really make out any any it's features. Road it, it's roadkill, and the girl who said it said, girl who who found it said it was like a looked like a like a size of a large like a Saint Bernard. Right, that's what she says. A lot of people who have looked at the the photo, people who are uh, natives of Louisiana, uh, theorize that it's possibly what's known as a koipu or a nutria, which is a type of aquatic rodent that lives in that same area. It, it looks similar to a beaver. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I could see that too. Yeah. I, I yeah. they're actually they're actually native to South America and they were brought here in 1866 by the fur trade, which I thought was pretty neat. <laughs> it's a little weird little fact. Well, good old good old humans. So I mean, it could be one of those or like a muskrat or something. It kind of kind of looks like that. Yeah, it looks yeah, giant rodent. I think it's definitely a ragu. Right, it could definitely be the big ragu ragu. Yeah, listen here, just because I am very little. Does not mean I am imposing. Uh, <laughs> I will bite at your ankles. Uh, what is I a, do declare? Are rougarous? What if uh, can kids get turned into a rougarou? Does it stay relative to the size? If it's a small, if it's a child, oh, does a it good. become a small rougarou? If it's a, if it's the mountain, does it become a twenty foot rougarou? Is is there variation, or is like you just once you transform, you're always the same size rougarou? Um, I don't think there's any real consensus on size of what the Rougarou is. Uh, maybe seven to eight feet. Usually you get to kind of get that Big number size. around, but it could possibly be uh, dependent on the physical, you know, original physical size of the person who's possessed by the curse of the Rougarou. Um, it's a good theory of it if I've ever heard one. <laughs> there you go. So, Though you know, I am small, child I am quite mighty. <laughs> <laughs> so now... Within this same area of Louisiana and through, you know, the areas where are populated by uh, Cajun and Creole uh, culture, there's also something that is known as the Honey Island Swamp Monster. Uh, some people might have heard of it. It's, it's kind of relatively it's been becoming more popular, I feel like, in the cryptid circles. Uh, the Honey Island Swamp Monster was a creature that became popular after... Um, it was reported uh, in a sighting by one Harlan Ford in 1963. Uh, at the time, he, he was a retired air traffic controller, and he was out with his friend Billy Mills. And they said that they saw this large bipedal creature standing over a dead boar. And it, like the boar had had its throat torn out Shit. Uh, when they found it. So this this creature they described having dingy gray hair, it had long hair which uh, coming out from its head, which seemed to kind of obscure some of its face. But they also described uh, what we have always what we have heard of before, coming from long haired bipedal creatures that live in the swamp. They described a horrible stench, stinky motherfucker. Yeah, man, he's lurking around in the you know that gross ass swamp water. Coming out there all mossy and sludgy, matted hair. Do they have, because we talked about the skunk ape and like the swamp cabbage. Is it, do they have, is that the same 
because well, that was in the Everglades more, but it, do, do they have that kind of, they have swamp cabbage here? They've, I don't know if they have swamp cabbage, maybe they're in the same kind of, same I suppose, kind of ish ecosystem yeah. kind of area, similar environments. Uh, but these two creatures sound very similar. So there is the theory that these are perhaps the Ruguru is a type of swamp ape from the, the the reports that I've heard and read about. And uh, the most of the ones you see that coming out of like TV shows and documentaries is that it sounds very similar to a swamp ape down to the reported uh, the reported sighting of footprints that are left behind uh, fitting the, the three toed description or it's having three toes and there's also seems to be evidence of like a vestigial toe or something like that uh on like a, one side of the foot like a dew claw uh, okay. you also have this idea that uh some cryptozoologists when they have looked at these these footprints they have identified that the toes look like those of that would typically be seen on an arboreal creature like a creature that is used to traveling through the treetops uh, uh, being okay. able to grasp branches and things like that, which also kind of lines up with some of the sightings of people who have seen reported to have seen this creature in, in recent years. And they've said that they've seen them either exhibit, you know, extremely capable climbing abilities. They, they scale up uh, sheer sides of riverbanks and things like that with no trouble at all. Some of them have even reported seeing them, in the trees, like you look up and it's there's something in that tree that isn't supposed to be there. Some large, you know, hairy creature that's hanging out in a tree and seemingly just. I'll, I'll shut this down right then, right go. now. It cannot be seven feet tall and that big, swinging nimbly, bimbly. That thing would be come crashing to the ground every time it got a branch. So I'm like, right then, I'm like, you know, like we looked at the roadkill, it would make more sense to me that the Rougarou is not. Not a seven foot monster. Not a seven foot monster. It would be a little smaller, unless what's happening, and and you know this could be very well be the case that in these dense areas, there's more than just a rougarou that you know lives well, in these swamps. Counterpoint. You ever seen a black bear climb a tree? Those motherfuckers rip up trees. Yeah, but they're not jumping from the tree from one tree to another. Swinging on branches and shit. Well, uh, maybe the reports are exaggerated. Maybe they just see them in the tree chop, tree tops. Like maybe just it's lurking. maybe it has some like ape like attributes, right? Well, dude, nothing is off the table now that we know that there's that that ape testing place in Florida that let apes get out all the time and they head into the swamps. <laughs> right? like, yeah, swamp apes. I'm I'm just saying a, a fucking 400 pound black bear can climb a tree, so I, I don't think it's unrealistic that. Uh, yeah, or it could be a juvenile black bear. It could oh, be a yeah. juvenile Rougarou. Juvenile Rougarou, just like the one juvenile found on the roadkill. Rougarou. <laughs> now, another thing about the, the this case, uh, I mentioned uh, Harlan Ford before. Now, Harlan Ford kind of uh, became a little bit famous for his sighting of the uh, Swamp Island, the honey what did I say? The Honey Island Swamp Monster. His even his friend Billy Mills, who was there and witnessed it with him, had an interview uh, in a 2017 documentary, which they had the interview from 2005, and he reported seeing this thing. Like he reported seeing what you know, this black, uh, you know, dingy brown, hairy creature uh, moving through the moving through the forest, and so. One of the pieces of evidence uh, that this story hinges around is this discovery that they found a, a Super 8 film uh, 
which was in Harlan Ford's belongings after he died in 1980, they found this film, which reportedly shows what they saw that day, or they took footage of this creature. It's very similar to like the Patterson Gimlin film. The creature's just a little farther away and a little more, not as much in the open. Right. The creature. So it's a little bit back in the forest. If you watch it, like something is, you obviously see something, right? And it's moving on two feet through the trees and things like that. Uh, Not through the treetops, but actually in the forest itself on the, along the ground showing bipedal locomotion and the, the dark hair and is definitely what they describe seeing. All right. So I, I got, I got that video. So let's, let's play it here real quick. Cause it is kind of cool. We'll do a little commentary through it. It's a really short video, but here it goes. So we got a creature, we got a super eight film creature comes center frame. Yeah. It it's just a walks through. humanoid creature walking through. You kind of get a glimpse of him and he disappears behind the tree and that's it. Yeah, it's a, that's a hard one Here we for go. me. One more time. Here we go. <laughs> there he is. You get about two seconds. It's too obscure. Three seconds. Like that could 100% be a. You mean it's hard for you because it could just be any type of black object walking past the woods? Yeah, like. that's, yeah exactly. <laughs> like there's not a good enough thing. And there's like, to me, it would be different if there was audio on that too of like someone being like, bagout. Let's see. I, I don't know if this audio will play or not. <laughs> that's that's as bad that's it's a, ba- just a, that's just a, a bad guy version. coming did you hear that no didn't you hear the guy say okay go go walk run run no walk no not like that like we practiced yeah or maybe like maybe the reason he didn't he never like made that like publicly known that he had that footage is because he did the same thing he got on video he's like what the fuck was that He's like, I can't, not, that's, maybe that's nothing. Well, except he labeled it fucking Bigfoot footage or some shit like that. So you think he planned the hoax and then just didn't follow through? He's like, ah, I'll, I'll never get away with this one. Well, funny thing about that is that recently, I think it's about 2016 or so, people have begun to go back and revisit this case. And at least one investigator says that they found evidence that very like very powerful evidence that this was a hoax the honey island swamp monster at least the footage and harlan ford's story was a hoax uh when they went down to the area that they uh you know to investigate you know talk to people about harlan ford about the sighting and things like that apparently a lot of his family members and close friends of uh harlan they knew it was a hoax. They're like, yeah, it's a hoax. He even made it. He made something to make those footprints. He made a, a shoe to make those footprints. <laughs> and so apparently, and this shoe turned up like during the investigation, this, this guy tracked down this shoe, which apparently had been purchased by one of the residents of the town at like a flea market or something. And their, their kid had taken into school as like a show and tell object. And, uh, this, this shoe, it's, it, it's like to describe it. If you're not, if you're, um, we have, there's, there's video evidence of this shoe. There's actual, like they, they shoot a video of this. There's a YouTube video, um, titled Bigfoot is real, real Bigfoot Sasquatch sightings in the South. And in the last 15 minutes of the video, there is this, um, uh, they, they show you this device, which is obviously something made for a hoax. Like it is a shoe with on the bottom, there's, uh, like a carved, uh, talon, almost like a talon, three toed talon, like foot. And so you could just put the shoe on and you would, you know, I assume that's how you would do it. You just put the shoe on and then you would walk through the swamp, 
and and these it would probably you know more than likely produce these footprints that look would look similar to the 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 cast that they have that they claim are of the honey island swamp monster or these footprints that they found in the louisiana swamps purported to belong to these hairy hominids i mean listen to the lengths that these people went to to, to discredit our boy obviously this whole town and all his family are coming out against him trying to hide the truth Right. I mean, all of this came out after his death. So I don't know. Exactly. Maybe they are trying to discredit it. Maybe somebody else made this and said, seen those footprints and said, well, we'll just make the shoe and we'll make Harlan look like a big fool. Who they're knows? hiding God and they're hiding the honey the island sw- the swamp skunk hide- monkey. The swamp's hiding God. Okay. <laughs> they're hiding God out in that swamp. So, I, you know, I would be on the I'd be on the side that perhaps like, OK, maybe Harlan Ford himself had heard of these stories and perhaps perpetrated or had planned on perpetrating a hoax because we're not really sure if he actually did it. But it, it that doesn't uh, I feel like that doesn't explain that the, the, the sightings that people have had no. in, in recent years, like, you know, in the last couple of years. You know, I, I mentioned uh, in one film uh, there was a, a lady by the name of Deborah, Deborah Evans Chester. Uh, she was a 25-year critical care trauma ICU nurse, and she reported seeing something. Uh, she had one of those road crossing sightings. I said she was driving along the road and she saw this creature get up on the side of the road and walk across, and it had long, you know, long hair hanging from its arms, like not. It definitely wasn't human, but it was walking on two legs. And it was something that she couldn't explain and something that really terrified her because it's when you see something like this, you know, I, I would assume it's very hard to, to process in your brain. <laughs> You're like, what am I seeing right now? I have no idea. Uh, but when she talks about it, she seems genuinely terrified of what she saw. Yeah. Like th- those sightings come up a lot with like Bigfoot too. Like, Something ran across the road. It was huge on two legs. It took three strides and it went 20 feet. And you're like, whoa, fuck. But in, yeah. in those type of ones, there's um, no chance to get, like there's no chance for a video because you, by, you, you're you either driving or by the time you get your phone out, it's already back in the woods. And I, you know, I have a lot of admiration for the people who go out into these swamps and just hang out there. I, I find it absolutely fascinating that people go out there and whether it's hunting or whether it's, you know, they just go out there to whether commune with nature and just hang out. I have, I, I don't know how people do that because swamps are a hundred percent haunted at the very least. Uh, yeah. If, if there's um, any place, there was one sighting by a man named Steve Crawford and he was squirrel hunting in the area <laughs> of the middle Bogue Chito, which is an area uh, there in the, uh, what is it? The uh, Bradley Slough is what they call, and it's it's inside of a, a nature preserve. Uh, he's out there hunting squirrels, and part Dude, of his story, eat, uh, like, is it is it a thing to eat squirrels, or is it just like hunting? Like, is that it? I, I just I think, when I, I read said, that, I think you can you can eat squirrels. No, people in Canada, a lot of people don't hunt squirrels, but in the states, squirrel hunting is like that's that's it's common. Yeah, yeah, it's common. Um, For what though? Like you eat them? You eat them? Yeah, like you just like you a, like a, like a rabbit. Like you fucking get a rabbit, and eat it. You can eat the squirrel. I, I've heard that the brains are very tasty. Though I've heard that squirrel brains. Hey. Well, because they uh. eat all, well squirrels. Apparently, squirrel meat. I've never had it, but apparently, it's it's pretty good because all they eat is or mo- mostly what they eat is seeds and nuts. Hmm. So it makes the meat like uh, pretty tasty. Apparently, pretty could tasty. Be. Could be. I think, Interesting. I think we're obviously missing out what this thing has to be. I think it's pretty clear. What's that? 
Swamp Thing. <laughs> Seriously, it take Swamp Thing takes place in Louisiana. It's fucking Swamp Thing. Perfect. Well, other than Swamp Thing's not hairy. He's mossy. Yeah, oh, so you're what you're saying is it's always dark, so it's exactly. they're mistaken the mistaken? moss for hair. It's not hair. It's Some moss. might say it's darker than dark. <laughs> the dark dim. Hard to the make dark out. dim's real dark yeah. in the swamp. Swamp mm. thing. Simple as that. Well, maybe, um, maybe that's where they got the idea for it. In the maybe. Room. So this uh, guy's out maybe. here hunting poor little helpless squirrels. And what happens? Well, he's not. Uh, Steve Crawford reported seeing this thing. I found his report very, very entertaining because I, there was this one question where he was, they asked him, like, where did he see it? And he was talking about, uh, he's like, we were out there haunt, uh, camping on the haunted island side. I looked on the Google Maps of like where he was talking about this, uh, the middle Bogechito and the Bradley Slough. And there's this tiny little island right there. And he's like, oh, we were, we were camping on the haunted island side. I'm like, what the He described fuck? it as the haunted, haunted island? Haunted island? The haunted side. Yeah. It's Is this guy a Zelznik? Like, is he looking for... <laughs> demons and ghosts and trouble like maybe, i don't maybe, know maybe that's where it's the, like the squirrels grow biggest like that's not what like i when you said that i was like oh is this island named that like the haunted island so he's like oh we we're on the no, haunted it's just island. known as that I he, guess, it's just known because I, I couldn't find it because <laughs> it's fucking haunted sweet and i'm right. gonna go camp there it's a it's a tiny little island that's in the middle of this this i guess this slough which is like a which i learned today is like a side channel or inlet uh or a natural channel that is only sporadically uh, filled with water so it's like a little creek mostly when i guess there's water in it and it goes around this tiny little island and, and yeah th- i guess that's the haunted island because i looked on the map i'm like that that's it like that's there, there's really a, a little island right there uh, but the fact that you're like we're gonna go ha- camp on the haunted island i'm like well that was your first mistake you brought it all on yourself yeah everything okay, we, that happens we gotta talk more about this haunted island but let's take a quick break we'll be right back Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. We're, yep. What were we talking about? We're talking about Haunted Island. Talking about this dude who thinks it's a good idea to go camp, camp on. on a haunted island. Like, of, like if he was like, yeah, we're going to go camp at a haunted island in the middle of a Louisiana swamp. And I'm like, well, okay. Yeah, of course you're going to see a Rougarou. No shit. <laughs> Well, see, I, this makes me think that maybe the Rougarou is some sort of like apparition, and that's why it'll it'll elude. You know, maybe it's like some you see it in the fog, right? It's it's uh it's more haunting because that you don't really hear like looking into it. I didn't see in too many like attacks, and I I guess you don't see any accounts of people talking about it. But I guess part of the curse is if you were to talk about it, you then become the Rougarou. So like you can't if you were to. So you see the Rougarou, you can't speak about the Rougarou, or you'll be, or you take the become curse. the Rougarou. The first rule of Rougarou's, Rougarou's is don't talk about Rougarou's. We yeah, all know right. this. Yeah, first rule of Rougarou, don't talk about Rougarou. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some people report or uh, that 
some of the tales and some of the mythology has been mixed in from the Native American cultures from that area. Uh, some refer to this creature as Letiche or Letiche, and it was uh, it, it seems more like a skinwalker. Is what it well, was. it's funny because I was I was telling that to Zell when we were we were watching some videos last night and stuff. Um, and at one point I said, I turned to him, I said, man, a lot of these accounts and descriptions remind me of, you know, what people say they see at Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, like an apparition. Well, these like, you know, these giant wolf men running around, right? These skinwalkers that can change shape, right? Like to me, when I was reading about the Rougarou and this stuff, like that's what kind of popped into my head right away. I'm like, well, maybe that's, you know, where this is coming from is like stories like that. And tales there, or, or maybe this is the exact same thing, and just you know, like Bigfoot goes by many, many names. Maybe this is, um, you know, we're giving a different name to the same thing, the same phenomenon. Yeah, because a lot of people do say like Bigfoot and stuff always seems to just appear and disappear. Like footsteps will be there, and then footsteps will be gone. Well, and, and if you think about skinwalkers, they will change into men, right? And right. Yeah. That also kind of actually lines up with one reported sighting. There is a there's a TV episode of Cajun Justice that I looked up <laughs> that, related to this. And uh, uh, the police officers in this one county were process. called out to investigate uh, what this man reported. Apparently he had video evidence. He had a little like iPhone. He had like a took a, some footage with his phone. Couldn't really say anything. You saw maybe like a hairy arm. Could very well have been a gorilla suit. Not really sure. Uh, but when they try to follow the trail, the trail kind of cut off into some in, into some grass, like some long grass off to the side. And then they said it just disappeared. Like it's just gone. Like the trail just like you could see clearly where the grass was pushed down. Of course, this is a TV show. It also looked uh, a little bit scripted. So eh, take that with a grain of salt. And but you could see where the trail went and they said that it just disappeared. Either like, the Rougarou can teleport like interdimensionally or it can fucking jump like the Hulk. Well, there's also people report that it's more, it's it's not exactly a werewolf. It's also, it's more of a shapeshifter that it can turn into a bird. It can turn into an alligator. It can turn into, <laughs> oh, <laughs> turn into anything. I getting better. There's a, there's yeah. a, there's a great story uh, we watched today of this like farmer. He's walking out and he like, he like looks into his pig pen and he's like, six pigs? I only have five pigs. And he turns to walk away and he goes, I only have five pigs. Where'd that other pig come from? And he turns around. And as he turns around, there's just a cow where the six pig was. And it's just looking at him. And he goes, the cow was looking at me ominously. <laughs> as if like, you just caught me. Like, <laughs> And now I'm the Rougarou. Yeah. <laughs> you're, give me, nah, I'm, I'm the Rougarou. Oh, you're the Rougamoo. Yeah, Rougamoo. Oh. <laughs> So what, no matter what form the Ruger is in, if it makes eye contact with you, you're fucked. My lord, he's going to turn me into a Ruger. I better call Cajun justice right away. <laughs> Tell my account. Which Grab the Cajun the justice phone. Put the, the <laughs> Cajun justice signal up in the sky. Get him fucking there ASAP. I, know, yeah. I watched the TV show. It's just like it, it's Cajun cops mostly. It's. What it is. I just, I, in my head, I just pictured some people coming in like velvet suits with hats and canes and be like, So, what do we have here? Tell us your problem. <laughs> You're under arrest for the crime of trying to pass off velveteen as real velvet. A gentleman can always tell the difference. <laughs> my lord, as soon as I'm done dabbing my forehead from the sweat, because it is so sweltering, we are going to arrest you. <laughs> 
rage and justice. <laughs> it should take the beginning of every episode should take place in a courtroom. Yeah. And there is white suit just fucking giving his testimony and that that's the first thing I think of when I think of a case. It shouldn't it shouldn't, even, it shouldn't even be in a courtroom. It should be on the front porch of the exactly. <laughs> the front porch of the accused person. They're sitting yeah. having a polite. Your Honor, I am just a humble rougarou. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, as soon as we finish this I don't this know here all of tea, these big Lorian words, but I do know that this man made eye contact with me. Therefore, he is a rude guru. I've been here. If the foot doesn't match the print, you must acquit. Yeah. I've been known to be called a creeper of sorts in the night, but that's because I just love creeping in the night. <laughs> It is much cooler for me to creep. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, Where'd we leave off? Can we yeah, make the, can we make, is pretty much anything you want it to be? Can we make it, Cajun it, Justice? It, it can, <laughs> yeah, can we make a spinoff show? <laughs> I'm much more interested in the show Cajun Justice, though. That's all I've been thinking about this whole time. N- new case file. I will tell you right now, it is nothing like what we just did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a goddamn shame. Yeah. They, they missed a golden opportunity. Well, it sounds like we got ourselves a new show. Yeah. How can we spin Cajun Justice into our own non-copyrighted name? <laughs> no, we don't, we're like, listen, uh, we want to do a show called Ch- Cajun Justice. And they're like, That's already a show. They're like, no, no, no. But listen to our idea. And they're like, God damn, you're right. We'll give you the name. Just spell it different. All right. Where were we? Where, yeah, where did we leave off? I lost, got lost in the Cajun Justice. So the show Cajun uh, Justice, he, they, yeah. He I, I would say that the, the Rougarou is, is probably an amalgamation of all the the creepy shit that you find in the swamp. It is just the remarkable diversity of wetlands themselves and, and swamps and things like that. You kind of forget that so much shit lives in there. You know, you got, you got bears, you've got boars, you've got alligators, you've got uh, large birds, you've got everything in there. You could possibly cat, fucking weird looking catfish that live in there. There's all kinds of stuff. Dinosaurs, everything. Yeah. Ape people, swamp apes, whatever. There's a lot of shit in there to creep you out and you could see and not be able, probably be able to explain. Now, say the legend of the Rougarou, it is a supernatural beast. Is there any we we've talked about if you try and cut it you might become the Rougarou. Is there any way to protect yourself? Is there any way to kill the Rougarou? Uh, What's the lore? Well, the, in the lore, it seems that the Rougarou can be dispatched just the same way as you would dispatch anything. Like you can you could shoot it, you can uh, behead it, you can hit it with your it. car. It's, apparently, yeah. <laughs> So just trauma-inflicted wounds can end the Rougarou? It says like yeah, they don't seem to be super not naturally hardy or anything, or, or impervious to any type of uh, like regular firearms or anything like that. If you shoot it or stab it, apparently uh, it'll die just like anything else. If it bleeds, you can kill it. When it's funny because like the curse, I always think I'm looking at like when I was looking at it, I was like, it says you know the a person who's a Rougarou will have like a like a thirst for blood, but it doesn't say like I never read that it was human blood. So then I was like, okay, well maybe that's why these things are going into the swamp to look for something to eat because you don't really see if too many like people have been like, and then it attacked me. 
Right. Like you literally never, there's not one story. So it's like, you just don't want to be a Ruguru because then I imagine for those 101 days, you're not sleeping, you're up all night. You just got this unsatiable thirst for blood and you're in the woods. Like, yeah. Cause there's no stories, like a lot of Bigfoot stories, like Bigfoot's throwing rocks from the, at canoes and in the lake and seems to like, well, we want all know you Bigfoot's out. petty. That's why. All right. He's just petty. <laughs> yeah. Would you you say that to his face, Brady? <laughs> yeah, I will. I, I heard Bigfoot watches the show. You're fucked. Um, but the the Ruguru one, it's just it's it, it's strange one for me because you, you, there's never any attacks. And then if the curse is to believe, believe that it's after 101 days, um, it disappears. Or I've even read that it like reverts back to the last person that was Ruguru. So it's like if you pass it on and then the other person, like you get it back. So it's like a, it's like it's a, a never ending. It's a cycle. Cur- supernatural oh curse. God. That's the <laughs> fucking worst. Could you imagine? So you like, finally, I'm done with this shit. You can't kill you the Ruguru then. Again. You can't kill it. If you kill the Ruguru, it just reverts back to the person before. So basically it's like herpes. You just can't get rid of that shit. It keeps popping up when you don't want it to. It's yeah, just... but once everyone's a Ruguru, no one's a Ruguru. Touche. Just like herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, the Ruguru doesn't so much go off of sightings. Like the folklore doesn't really go off of sightings. It's mostly just, uh, relegated to, to legend and and myth. Uh, but it's just used as a kind of stand in to be like, that was the Ruguru. Like you can, uh, more than a few reported sightings. It was like, it's like, I just saw something I can't explain. It was the Ruguru or, it was probably a Rougarou. Instead of them saying Bigfoot or Skunk Ape, they're like, it's a Rougarou. Rougarou. If you're Cajun, you refer to it as the Rougarou, I suppose. Right. So it's like the Rougarou is an amalgamation of folklore from different parts of the world, sightings that can't be explained, and also used as a boogeyman at the same time. Right. So it's like if you were you live in the Pacific Northwest and you're familiar with the legend of Bigfoot, um, or uh, sorry, legend, the, the actual creature Bigfoot, <laughs> you would, uh, you'd be like, you saw something in the woods walking upright, hairy, you'd be like, that's Bigfoot. Whereas if you live in, you know, the Eastern part of Louisiana, Southeastern part of Louisiana, and you're more familiar with the, or you grew up with legends of the Rougarou instead of Bigfoot, then you would be like that. So I saw something shaggy, hairy walking through the woods on two feet. I don't know what it was. Probably a Rougarou. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just in the area. Like, I don't think you if if someone saw that similar thing in the force of you know outside Kelowna here, I guarantee you they'd be like it wouldn't Ruger wouldn't it'd be like Bigfoot. Bear. It's just where you are, Bigfoot or bear. Bear. So it's like you can you can definitely make the argument that it's like it, perhaps it's not as you know likely that there is some giant seven foot swamp ape living out there but people are seeing things and if they are seeing something like what is it a fucking uh, ape came across we know they escaped escaped ape escaped ape well i came across another theory that some some i think it was either uh you know park service rangers or uh police believe that some of these sightings might be feral humans like they might be not perhaps not completely feral humans like they're just they were raised by alligators or something <laughs> but it's so but it's uh humans that either have chosen to live as hermits in this in the wilderness in the in the inaccessible swamps of louisiana where so you have come look for you louisiana swamp mowglies 
Getting raised by yeah. alligators. Yeah. I mean, there is a gator necessities, a simple gator necessities. I mean, I definitely know worries. There is probably a sizable number. I mean, it's been reported, and I think there have been actually attempted studies done that have come up with you know solid numbers on people who live or who have chosen to live in the national parks of the United States, like deep in the forest, where they just you know they have either uh, felt that they have no no more need of human interaction, so they just move out into these. Uh, not so much communities, but they go and live as like real hermits. They just right. go out there and live by themselves, uh, avoiding humans. And then perhaps some of these sightings are of these people who have just chosen to live in the forest. In the swamp. In the swamps. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I I have a hard time with Ruger. Like my, th- my final thoughts on the Ruger is that I think this one is, I have no doubt people see some strange shit in the swamp. Yep. No doubt. Just like people see strange shit in here, but I'm like, I just, I think the Rougarou is more of a legend and a myth that we've come up with. And it's like we said, it's a, it's, it's a boogeyman because it doesn't like there's outside of these, you know, that video, which, you know, is inconclusive to me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, that's definitive proof of Rougarou. You could have been like, that's a Bigfoot video. That's a giant bear video. That's a video of an escape date. I was like, I don't know what it is. It looks like a giant black object walking through the woods. Could it be a man in a in a giant suit? Yep, I have no idea. I, the footage is so bad that you can't tell. But I, I just think it's, it's more of, as soon as you start putting all these parameters on it, like, yeah, you'll get it if you don't observe Lent for seven years. So if you get that... <laughs> Then you'll be fine. Uh, just you just got to observe it once. Seven years is generous, dude. That would mean. But so then, if like as non non Catholic, I'm fine to not observe Lent. It's only if you're Catholic, and then don't observe it. You well, get this curse. You're already going to hell. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. You don't need. You don't need to be turned into a rigor. You don't need to be taught a lesson. You're already fucked. So then, then it's like this. This like specifics for me are just throw me away. I'm like, you know, it's like the fucking hundred, you'll have it for 101 days. I'm like, what does that, what does 101 have to like, what's the, is, where did they get that number? Right. Someone just counted. They're like, Hey, listen, I was sick for 101 days. That's what you got to wait. And then it's like, you can't, if you see a Ruguru, you can't talk to anyone about it for a year and a day. What if it's a leap year, motherfuckers? Like, <laughs> how does this work? We have questions. Right? As soon as you start adding, like, numbers and stuff and, like, the calendar system that we fucking made up, like, it's all make-believe, I'm like, then I start to lean that this curse is also just make-believe. Right? Just because of that. Like, nothing adds up. <laughs> You're like, you know, oh, finally, I can tell you about what I saw that dark night in the swamps. And wait, no, it's, wait, what day is it? No, oh, God, no. <laughs> My dearest <laughs> viola. <laughs> become a Rougarou. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think the Rougarou is more of a boogeyman than a potential, like, either like a cryptid, like a like Bigfoot, a lot of people say is an actual undiscovered species of hominid, which would make more scientific sense. And it just lives in places that you never go, so no one can ever really. Well, listen, if if the Bigfoot legend was 
Listen, Bigfoot only comes out on every 36 plus a day. He wanders for uh, 13 hours and 23 minutes is your window to see him. And if you see him and tell anybody about it, you will be cursed with the Bigfoot curse for a hundred days where you will then be Bigfoot and wander. The, you'll be like, huh? This yeah. is stupid. Yeah. So I think it's a, yeah, amalgamation of a bunch of different lore cultivated into a boogeyman. Well, how do you know that's not how Bigfoot reproduces? Maybe it is. <laughs> Maybe, well, we have no idea. We could, we don't have, we have no could idea. be like that. We have no clue because we have no evidence or anything. We ha- so. you, Bobby Gimmon. He's our man. We had similar looking one of the fucking whatever. The honey. It's like te- it's like te- I was a teenage werewolf, and it's like instead of like slam dunking, you're like walking around town with your cane and, and well polished shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. It's like, my dear man, I must. The uh, primal urges of my Rougarou curse have delivered me unto you in order to accost you as is demanded yeah. of my curse. I do declare you best start running. <laughs> but then if you fight the Rougarou and cut it, then you're it, Ru- it, it instantly <laughs> You're the Rougarou anyway. You're, the, you're then the Rougarou, and the person who was trying to fight you is no longer the Rougarou. Thanks, bud. Perfect. Thank you. I like the idea, though, that the Rougarou, you, no matter where you are, you turn into a Cajun, deep southern gentleman. It, it comes with the you. accent. Right. Yeah. You're sophisticated. You talk slow. Yeah, my heavens. Where can a man get a fine wine around here, <laughs> around these parts? Tall pitcher of lemonade. <laughs> I, is it is it just the AM voice that's giving you that extra rasp? I don't know, maybe because you, you, you're really dropping into it. You might be a Rougarou. One of us could be. Something's this is, happened here because you sound like a distinguished gentleman of the finest order. I, I could quite possibly already be a Rougarou. Mm. Um, Did you make con- eye contact with any cows in the last <laughs> 101 days? <laughs> Oh, wait, if you did, you couldn't tell us about it. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Um, it's first rule. Why don't we get into a little space news? What do you want to start with? Uh, the moon's rusting. <laughs> Even without liquid water and oxygen? Yeah, we got to get up there. Bring some Proof CLR. That it's made of metal and it is not a real moon. Yeah, it's a spaceship. spaceship. We got to get up there, CLR it. Get that rust. You know, rust is not good. It's gonna get everywhere. If we, it could be just surface rust right now, uh, but we gotta get, uh, we gotta get up there and clean it. Yep. The root, the moon's infested with something called. How do you pronounce this? Hematite. Yeah. Hematite. Hematite. Yeah. And it has scientists baffled. It's an hematite is an oxidized form of iron that's found on Earth, but requires both air and water to form. And since there's no liquid water on the moon, people are baffled. So is, is the are they saying the moon's eventually just gonna turn completely red? Oh, that'd be dope. That would be sweet. Red moon, blood moon, always blood moon. Here it comes scary. That means dragons are coming. Oh yeah, could you dragons. imagine? Oh. Could you imagine the moon turns red and then all these all these creatures of lore just come to be? It's like Ghostbusters when they fucking. You know. I mean, it sounds like something that could definitely happen in twenty twenty. Yeah, 
Seems very believable. Blood Moon 2020. All right. <laughs> Anyways, it Let's was go. It was found by the Indian Space Research Organization's ro- uh, what, Chandrayaan 1 orbiter, and it found it at high latitudes around the lunar poles. So I guess it's just going to be top and bottom. Slowly. Slowly. Red top and bottom of the moon. And what does this mean, though? Does this mean that maybe there is some type of like like some type I, of their their water. best guess so far is that it is it is a it's caused by the moon kind of pulling off uh like earth oxygen like during during times when it's uh i think they said most of the time like when it's a full moon it's when it's a full moon uh it's like sitting within uh earth's what they call the magneto tail okay <laughs> which is the trailing region of the magnetosphere, uh, which is away from the sun. So when it's away from the sun, uh, the solar wind is blocked by the earth. So that oxygen, which that normally reduces the uh, like amount of oxygen that is around, I suppose. And then it, it, from my understanding, it it pulls off this oxygen, which mixes with either like uh, either impact craters from icy comets or things like that. And it just like, and that causes the rust so far so if you do that over they count it like if you did that over a million years a couple million billion years which has been happening then slowly you you get a tiny bit of rust on the moon right Ah, it's kind of cool uh let's move on to spacex says its starlight satellite internet can already download 100 megabytes per second Let's go. Oh, man. Space internet. Yeah, we got to get space internet. Are we? Can we all agree we're all switch, switching to space internet instantly? As soon as I can, I'm switching. I think we're required to as alien theorists theorizing. I think yeah. you have to. It's a primarily space podcast. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm, I'm still on dial-up, so it might be a little bit of a <laughs> change for me. get space but, dial-up. All right. I can dig that. Yeah, as, long as, the, I, as long as it doesn't mess with my MSN messenger or anything like that. I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, your, yeah your, you your Yahoo chat rooms. ICM. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, what was it, ICM? ICQ? Yeah, ICQ or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, they're saying it's they've just started the early testing because they don't have that many satellites up yet, but already 100 megabytes per second, super low latency, and can already run. You can pretty much do anything HD and still have bandwidth left over. So once they get right. all their satellites up, you're going to see that. Probably good. You're probably going to get to like one gigabyte like the same as fiber optic cable on Earth, but it's just going to be through satellites everywhere. Yeah, they're saying at least a couple of satellites are co- are connected with these uh, inter-satellite links, which are informally known as space lasers. Yeah, it's Ooh, it's cool. the same. It's transmitting light, I want just like internet fi- from space lasers. That sounds fucking rad. Just like yeah, fiber optic cable is trans like transporting signal through light. There's using now they're just using lasers in space. So. As Tesla always does with everything, just makes everything cooler. <laughs> um, speaking of satellites in space, uh, we might not even get to uh, enjoy them long because China is the Pentagon has announced China is amassing uh, anti an arsenal of anti satellite weapons in space, uh, preparing Jesus. for uh, World War Four um, to space, where we just blow each other's satellites. Uh, and create a what was it the Kepler effect where we can no longer leave the planet and we're stuck here doomed. Yeah, Kessler effect. You, they start blowing up satellites, renders us back a hundred years communications wise, rendering space travel moot. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I mean, they say that, but I'm sure America's got the same stuff. 
If China's doing yeah, the, if, the craft that they're talking about, or they're showing pictures of it, I guess it's on the uh, uh, on one Twitter, a couple Twitter accounts. Like the, it looks like the craft that the Air Force, the U.S. Air Force launched a yeah. while back, yeah, the, the, like X thirty seven B or the whatever. The secret one where we don't know what it was up. Yeah, yeah, it looks well, exactly, exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe really when they're like China's doing this, they're like, "Well, we did it." Now they're just responding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it works because it does look like that. Uh, so, uh, you hate to see that. It just, I'm like, it. You know, we should just leave the un the war out of the unknown, and that should be something where. I don't know why we need to. Well, there's a tr- there's the treaty like to not militarize space yet. Everyone just is slowly <laughs> slowly breaking the treaty. Yeah. Just a matter of time before I, we got directed energy satellites that could like shoot from space directly at pinpoint target. Yeah, just uh, competing Death Stars yeah. <laughs> in orbit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a moon. <laughs> um. That's all I had for space news. Do you have anything else? China lands a reusable spacecraft after two days in space. So not too many people a have done that. Mysterious, yeah, yeah. That's a the C- CSSHQ, I think it's called. Yeah, try and try, try and pronounce try, try and pronounce that. Chongfu Xiang Xian Hangtian Qi Qi. Yeah, oh, that, was, that was pretty good actually. Um, I'm impressed. It was launched September fourth, and then it came back down. September 6th. So quick, quick in and out. How yep. can you pronounce Chinese better than you can pronounce English? That makes no sense. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, so that's cool. Now now uh, you're starting to see space or SpaceX's innovation start to seep over into other organizations because they realize you, reusing the rockets is much better than just letting them drop into the ocean. Yeah. So. Makes sense. Um, that's all I had for space. Yeah, that's let's end the space news right there. Um, do we want? Uh, I got a UFO case file of the week. Why don't we fire up the random Tron and? All right, let's do it. Here see we what go. it uh, shoots out at us here. UFO. Print printers under the table. You see that? <laughs> don't worry, it's coming. All right. Woof. Got it on my computer. Get it. So this person says um, they speak French, and so it's difficult for them to tell their story in English or else they would have called. Uh, so if you have time to read my story, you can, uh, and feel free to put it in your words. Well, I always do because I can't read. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's my story. The scene I'll describe took about 20 seconds in all, and small details can be important at the end. Uh, I'm from a small town in northern Quebec. Uh, on Friday, August 7th, 2020. Oh, this is recent. Recent, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I invited my mom's boyfriend to my house to look at Jupiter and Saturn with my telescope. Uh, they have been together for 27 years now, and my dad passed away 30 years ago. It was about 10.30 p.m., clear night sky. While he was looking up in my telescope... I raised my eyes to the sky as so often to look at the stars, satellites, and planes. As soon as I raised my eyes, I see far in the sky two satellites that, with their directions, should be crossing each other in a matter of seconds, like an X. Because I don't see that too often, I started to watch them. 
As the seconds go by, maybe five or six, they don't cross as they were supposed to. So I started to have the impression that one on the left is maybe turning, but not sure enough at the time. So I'm focusing on this one to see if it's really turning. Again, not sure. Uh, they are now parallel. It sure must have been turning. So I continue to focus on the same one and I see it starting to zigzag. So now I know I'm seeing something special and not satellites. Right when I realize that, I now see moving in my field of view. So I defocus uh, on the one I followed. I see that there are now four lights zigzagging really high in the sky. That's when I told my mom's boyfriend to look. So the four lights are zigzagging, coming towards us, still really high at a speed I don't know how much faster than satellites. It's when they flew right over us that I saw that it was not just lights. I was able to focus on one and saw that in the middle of the light was a circular object, but too dark to really see something. The light was a round shape too, but it looked to form like a small tail at the rear end, but maybe because of the speed, uh, the light looked like that. Looked to have a reddish, looked to have a reddish in light, in the light, uh, so a reddish color in the light, but maybe mixed with the same color of the satellites when the sun reflects on it at night. Hard to describe the color. It looked blurry a bit. Again, maybe that's because of the speed. The last thing I saw when still focusing on one was what looked like a metallic demarcation, uh, right where the object meets the light at the front of the object. Trying to focus more on that, I never saw it better, so I'm not sure, but it looked like no sound and nothing left behind. Now that the objects flew over us, and I knew I won't have a better look at what I just saw uh, while continuing to have them in sight, I started thinking really hard about the image I had when I had a better view. Get it? <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! What? <laughs> Ooh. One short no orgasm. All right. That, that'd be weird. I'm sitting right beside you. Uh, now that the objects flew over us, I knew I won't have a better look at what I saw while continuing to have them in sight. I started to really think hard about the image I had when I had the better view. And when not over us anymore, they really looked like lights again. Of what I remember still zigzagging, but as they go further, it was harder to see. We saw them all the way disappearing slowly because they were too far away not because the, our view is blocked, so they just disappeared over the horizon. We talked about it for maybe two hours after eliminating everything uh, that it could have been, even if we knew it couldn't be anything we know. So the next morning, I'm excited to call my mom about that. So we are talking and she said to me, that's funny, yesterday when we talked on the phone, I really wanted to say uh, for you to look closely in the sky because it's your father's birthday. He will make sure to send you a sign. I never really knew my uh, dad's birthday. I thought it was in July. When I think about UFOs, I think military or extraterrestrial. Never thought about that possibility. The one I believe the less at first, but that stays the most in my mind. The odds of me seeing that on that night with the best witness I could have had for everyone who knows him. The man who takes care and loves my mom for 27 years. 
the corridor they flew by was the only place they could have passed without my view being blocked by anything. It's impossible. The first time I think I ever invited him alone. Almost didn't that night because I had a, a big day, but I invited him because I felt I was doing a good action and he loves to look at the sky as well. I really don't understand if we are the only two people that saw those lights that night. Uh, at that height, the distance they traveled over a town of 40,000 people and how many other towns. If that's the case, my dad's sign takes even more sense to, or makes even more sense to me. Four lights. My father and three of his brothers uh, are have passed away. Or a light for each of his four children. Other coincidence, coincidences? I don't know. If not a sign from my father, they were heading north by northwest. What's going on in the Arctic? Uh, and me seeing four of these in a small town, I don't understand why uh, people still ask in 2020 the questions if UFO exists. Uh, so that's my story. I, he talked to MUFON about it. Uh, and they suggested he open a sighting report, which he is now doing. And he says, thanks for the great show. And you guys are the best. So thanks. Um, you know who you are. Uh, East Clintwood on Patreon. Oh, yeah. Um, right cool story. That was a cool story. That is a cool story. I like it a lot. Um, it's it's interesting. I wonder, so if anyone's in you know, northern Quebec listens to this and you've seen something around these dates uh august 4th when was it when i say uh, friday august 7th 2020 in northern quebec if you had a if you listening to this by any chance and you happened to see these lights and corroborate the story let us know shoot us an email let us know we want to know did you see it too let's hear your accounts because maybe if it flew over that kind of town uh and it was just strict ufos maybe it's uh there's other witnesses and if not, if it was some sort of like paranormal, you know, message from his father from the other side, um, very cool either way. Really cool. Interesting sighting. Yep. Um, what else we got? We got the meat draw. Got the it's meat draw. September. I, I can't pull it up on the stream. It just, for whatever reason, pod weeks has fucked my whole studio up. So I can't get on the stream, but I'll post the link in Patreon and I'll post it on uh, Instagram. Yeah. So here's the pinwheel. Here comes the pinwheel. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Blasting off, it's spinning. What is it? What is it? Cole Barden. Cole Barden is the August meat draw winner. Um, Cole, we'll reach out to you on Patreon, get your size uh, and your address, and we will ship you some cool ATT swag. Get a mystery box from ATT. Some cool swag from us. Um, That being said, go to our merch site. We got fucking dope-ass merch now. We're back on T-Plubbuck. You can put that shit on everything. We're going to have new designs coming all the time now. Um, we have more freedom to add designs that we didn't on Streamlabs, and you will probably get your stuff you order, which was <laughs> which is a bonus. Always a toss, <laughs> which up on wasn't a guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you can find the link at aliantheorist.com. Our socials just it's it's everywhere. You can't miss yeah. it. Just search. Just for don't us. search it via. Forget T Public. Don't go to T Public and search Alien Theorist. Go to our shit and hit the T Public link. Yeah, go directly to us. Cut out Listen, the middleman. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't be funding. Big shirt. 
Fun yeah. the boys. Okay. <laughs> fun fun big theory. Yeah. Big theory. Exactly. All right. Um anything else? Before we wrap this one up. Yeah, I'm going to give a little shout out to the people who decided to go over to Patreon.com and subscribe to your favorite podcast to support your boys. Yeah, yeah. And what a great bunch of people. Fucking awesome people. Every one of you. We appreciate the support. So this week we have Savannah, Captain Jive, Ray, Raquel Vasquez, oh, sisters, siblings, Carla Vasquez, Paul Parker. <laughs> Everybody with the last name Vasquez is related. Well, they sound up on the same day. I'm just saying. So it seems um, like they might have uh, might be related. Maybe not. If, if not, that's my bad. Just a happy coincidence. Paul Parker, Eric Kaiser, Jessica Edler, Dwan Pasillas, Gavin Shoemaker, Eduardo Gutierrez. And that's it for this week. So thank you very much. If you're supporting the show at $10 or more a month, you get entered into the meat trial, which you just heard being announced. So head over. To, you can find that at the same place, website, or go to Patreon, search for Alien Theorists. No problem. Uh, we had a theorite of the week, I, I believe. Oh, Tim Maitland? Uh, Is that it? Yeah, yeah. Tim Maitland. Yeah. yeah. Made us all laugh. We sent each other his comment. He, he said, <laughs> he messaged us on Facebook and he's like, Fucking McCann, this was Gavin's year. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll have a good chuckle about that. Uh, We're all disappointed that Gavin didn't get his ice time. Yeah. yeah. Got pulled. So, uh, no, that's uh, that got him theory of the week. If you, if you, if you generally, basically, the bar is pretty low. If you yeah. send us something on social media that we can post or you make a comment like that where we then be like, when there's a comment where one of us will send to all the other ones, and it makes us all laugh. You're if, you're in the running. For if the comment is screenshot worthy, you're in the running. You're in the running. Uh, and that one got a laugh. We sent that around. Had a good laugh about that. It's good shit. <laughs> good shit. Fun. That was a fun skit. It was what people. I think people like that skit. It was fun. It was good. All right. Um, is that anything else before we? Oh uh, no. If you're uh, if you're on Patreon, we'll see you on after hours. And as we always say at the end of these podcasts, keep those eyes on them sexy skies. Mm -hmm.